0: There's no doubt about it. And even though gas gets close to $4 a gallon, we Americans love our vehicles. According to the Federal Highway Administration in 2009, the last year for which figures were available, there were 254,212,610 registered passenger vehicles on the road. Ten of those, I think, are parked out by my house. 15.5 15.5 million commercial trucks and semi-tractor trailers on the road in the United States. That's a lot of vehicles. But when the whole world is taken into consideration, there is a single method of transportation and delivery that far outstrips even the number of cars and trucks in the United States. Anybody? Huh? It's a bicycle. It's a bicycle. It's estimated that there are more than a billion bicycles in the world, nearly half of them in China alone. And every year, the production of bicycles outstrips automobile production by 60 million units. And so in a lot of parts of the world, it's not unusual to see things like this or this. Or this. Because that's the method of transportation and delivery. It makes you wonder how they loaded all that stuff on a bike, how they can even move it. But you know what? Whenever I see a picture of one of those those heavy bikes burdened down like that, I always think it's symbolic of so many people We're not carrying a visible load of cargo on our backs. But so many of us are carrying the crushing weight of an invisible burden. And we've all got burdens. Everybody has burdens. We don't all have lots of money, but we've all got burdens. We don't all have talent. In fact, I've been watching that show And I've come to the conclusion that America does not, in fact, have talent. But we all got burdens. We don't all have good health, but we've all got burdens. And right here, right now, right in this place, there are people who are carrying burdens with them. Family burdens, relationship burdens, financial burdens. Some of us are carrying physical burdens. Other people are carrying work and job-related burdens, emotional burdens. And in fact, the the truth is, if you're not carrying any kind of a burden today, guess what? You're the weird one. You're you're the anomaly. And if you're not carrying any burden today, you get a get-out-of-church-free card today. You can go have an early lunch. But the rest of us need to stay here and see what God's Word says about burdens. Today's the last installment of our summer message series through the book of Galatians. We've been talking all summer about freedom because that's the key concept of the book of Galatians. And we found that the key verse, the verse in the book of Galatians that that is wrapped around this concept is found in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1 where it says, Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. And Paul has spent the entire book up to this point reminding the Galatians in some very strong and colorful language at times that they have to stay true to the gospel, that they have to to dig in and hang on to the gospel of salvation by grace through faith, that they have to cling to Jesus plus nothing else if they're going to live in the freedom that Christ died to gain for them. But in the verses that we want to look at today, it's kind of like Paul has paused. He's kind of taken a breath. And he's realized that for all the problems they were having with false teachers and false teaching, that the Galatians were real people with real burdens and concerns and cares. And he's realized that their continuing freedom also depends on understanding how to handle their burdens. We're going to be in Galatians chapter 6 this morning. If you want to turn over there, very last chapter. Move this right quick. Galatians 6. If you brought your Bible, obviously you can follow along there. Uh, If you didn't, on the back of the message notes folder inside your bulletin are all the scriptures that we're going to be looking at this morning. You can Follow along there and up on the screen as well as we go this morning. I'm gonna read just a few verses here in, in Galatians six as Paul is beginning to close out his letter uh, to these to his fellow Christians there. Let's start in verse two. Galatians chapter six, verse two. Share each other's burdens, and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. I love Paul. I just love it. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Now today, I, I, we're going to talk about how to handle burdens, and I want us to see three ways to handle a burden. And Let's, let's start with number one. We'll talk about sharing burdens, about sharing burdens, because that comes down to helping others. We just saw it in verse 2, where Paul says, Share each other's burdens, and in this way obey the law of Christ. In the Old Testament, there are how many laws? I told you last week. Anybody remember? What? 630. 630. And then when you add in the clarifications and the the additional regulations that the rabbis uh, taught, it meant that a good Jew had to remember over a thousand laws and rules. But Paul has spent a good portion of the book of of Galatians letting folks know that that, that we're not subject to that law for our salvation. That we we don't have to learn and be able to identify and be able to show where we've kept all of those laws to be approved by God or accepted by God. In fact, Jesus has given us something much simpler. There's only one law of Christ. And it's found back in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 14, where it says this Paul says this, for the whole law can be summed up in this one command love your neighbor as yourself. All the Old Testament law, all those 630 laws, all those clarifications and regulations that have been added, that have been taught for thousands of years Paul says it all comes down to one thing love your neighbor as yourself. Now, you know what? Here's where somebody goes, love myself. Pastor, I don't even like myself. I can relate to that sometimes. But listen, in spite of how you feel about yourself, you take care of yourself, don't you? I mean, you know that you need to eat, so you feed yourself. You know what you don't want done to you, right? I mean, I can give you a list of things I don't want anybody to do to me. We know how we would like to be treated. Then that's how we treat other people. That's how we care for other people. That's how we we share the burdens of other people. When we love someone, we're willing to share their burdens. Now, some burdens are obvious. I mean, you know, if if some, some lady is walking out of IGA and the handles break off of that grocery bag, no, that never happens. Um... If a car is broken down on the side of the road somewhere, I mean, those are obvious burdens that somebody's having to bear, right? But, but others are much harder to spot. In Greek mythology, there's a story about a king named Sisyphus. Sisyphus. I imagine he got beat up a lot on the playground. And that's probably what made him so mean, because he, gets, he is sent to the underworld because of his wicked and treacherous ways. But old Sisyphus tricks Hades, the god of the underworld, and, and manages to escape. And because of that, Zeus gives Sisyphus the impossible task of rolling a huge boulder up a hill. But whenever he gets near the top, it would roll back down, and he would have to start over. And that was his life from that point on. And so when someone talks about a Sisyphean task, that's when someone is forced to handle a burden, to handle a task that they can never finish. And can I just tell you, I've just given you a, a Jeopardy championship right there. Okay, if you'll remember that and you win on Jeopardy, just remember to tithe on what you win. That's all I ask. OK? There are people all around us who who are crushed, who are living a Sisyphean existence, and they're trying to bear it all by themselves. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, verse 14, the human spirit can endure a sick body, but who can bear a crushed spirit? There are burdens in our lives that are like the rock Sisyphus was trying to roll up the hill. And we keep trying. And it seems like at certain times that we're, we're going to make it. We're going to get up to the top and finally be free. And it rolls back down. And it crushes us. You know, wouldn't it have made a good story if someone had come along and helped Sisyphus with his task? Helped him with that big old rock? Yeah, but that would have made a great story, wouldn't it? It just wouldn't have made it into Greek mythology. Sisyphus would have been a lot happier. What are some of the burdens that people carry today? My goodness, we've we've mentioned a few already. But I'm going to tell you, some of the crushing burdens, one of the heaviest is grief. When someone that, that is close to us, someone we love dies, there is pain that exists in our heart like nothing else. Can I tell you that there are people here who will share that pain with you? Who are willing to share that pain with you? You know, my family has been very fortunate. We've experienced the deaths of, of extended family members and some grandparents. But, but nothing closer than that. I mean, you know what that means? It means a couple things. It means the odds are against us going into the future. But it also means that when I go to visit someone who's lost a spouse or a parent, or a child, all I can say is I'm so sorry for your loss. That's really all I can offer is my, my sympathy. But some of you can offer more than sympathy. There are some of you here who can go to someone who's lost a loved one and you can say, I know exactly how you feel. I've been there. I've experienced that. I've gone through it, and it's tough. Why don't you let me share this load with you?" Some of you have gone through that pain, and that means you are uniquely equipped to share the burdens of other people. Divorce. That's another crushing burden. There are so many people in our our community with marriages that have ended, for whatever reason. It's a devastating burden. That's why we offer our divorce care support group. It'll be starting up again in a few weeks. just to help people carry the load. People who are, who are dealing with that pain to help share their burden. And there are many others. There's financial, relationship burdens. The big problem is that too many people cannot admit that they need help They aren't willing to admit that they need help. We can all look at that Chinese guy on a bicycle with a huge load, and we relate to that. We go, man, yeah, I know exactly how that guy feels, but we don't want to share it with anybody. Because somewhere along the way, Christians got the idea that we ought to be able to handle every crisis of life by ourselves. You wouldn't believe how often I hear people say, oh, I don't want to be a burden." to anybody. We think we need to keep our chin up and and just push through. When what we need to do is put our head down in prayer and throw our hand up in the air and say, I need some help. I need help. You know how often I tell people, who are going through difficult times, who are going through difficult experiences, hey, please don't go through this alone. Please let us know how we can help. Please don't go without anything you need. Make sure you reach out to somebody. And the overwhelming majority of them, you never hear from them because they don't want to bother anybody. Listen, sharing one another's burdens is our responsibility as the body of Christ. It's our responsibility as the body in this church congregation. We want to do that. We have people with resources and time and experiences that they are willing to share with you to help you with your burden. Don't keep it to yourself. A few years ago, I, I preached a series of messages called Biblical or Bogus. And I don't know, guys, I, some of you that were around then, that was, that was a long time ago. I may have to dig that one out of the mothballs dust that one off and do it again. One of the messages, the main idea was that the phrase, God won't put more on you than you can bear is not in the Bible. It absolutely is not in the Bible. And you won't believe how many people want to argue about that. I had a lady sit in my office for an hour because she said, oh yes, it absolutely is in the Bible. And I simply said, then find it. Show it to me. And she flipped her pages, and she, turned, she went through her concordance, and she borrowed my concordance, and she flipped her pages, and she left in defeat because it wasn't in there. Okay, Act like I don't know what I'm talking about. It's not in there. I see some of you are going, well, it sure is. Yeah, I got one back there right now flipping her pages. it will just be two to zero when we're done. (laughs) Now listen, the Bible does say, the Bible does say that we will not be tempted to sin beyond our ability to withstand it. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Okay, The, The Bible says that there's always a way of escape from the temptation to sin, but the Bible never says that God won't put more on us than we can bear. In fact, God will sometimes allow us to suffer such unbearable pain that we are forced to ask for help. God will allow circumstances in our lives that will drive us to our knees, crying out for Jesus and asking others, Won't you please, please help me? I I can't do this. So look around. Look around you for people who need you to share their burden. Let me tell you what our, what our knee-jerk response is to that. Our, our default response to that is, "Well, what about my burdens? I, I mean, I've got burdens. And you know, I, I'm going to tell you something that doesn't make any sense, but some of you can relate to it. You know that it's true. The moment we start sharing the burdens of others, our own burdens get lighter. And I don't know exactly why that's true. Sometimes it's because we see, hey, somebody's got it a lot worse than I do. And sometimes it's because just that act of reaching out to someone to help and to share means that someone else is coming alongside us and helping and and sharing our burden. But you will find that that's true, that when you begin to reach out and help others, your own burden will get lighter. William and Catherine Booth founded the Salvation Army in 1865 in England. From the very beginning, the goal of the Salvation Army was to demonstrate the gospel to the the lowest and the least, to the neediest people. They're still focused on that today. Near the end of his life, when General Booth was very sick and and dying, he was invited to address the World Convention of Salvation Army workers and volunteers, but his doctors would not let him attend. They said he could not go, and so he sent a telegram instead. It was a telegram that between the greeting and the signature, there was just one word. And the telegram read, to the delegates of the Salvation Army Convention, others, sincerely, General Booth. Others. The Christian life isn't about me, and it isn't about you. It's about Jesus, and it's about other people. That's why we're doing what we're going to do next Sunday. That's why we're going out in this community to serve, to do things um, that, frankly, could be done anytime. But there's something about the power of all God's people pulling together, stepping out in the community to say, We're here to help, we're here for good. We used to say that all the time, remember? We said we're here for good. We're a permanent part of the spiritual landscape of our community and we're here to do good and we're here to be a force for good in our community because the Christian life is not about us. It's about Jesus and it's about others. And when we get the Jesus part right, we will be consumed with loving, helping, sharing, serving others. Number two, let's talk about bearing a burden. What's our responsibility? Bearing a burden. Galatians chapter 6, verse 5 is one of those places where the New Living Translation, and that's the version I use for, for, for preaching and most of my study, most of my reading. And and in Galatians 6.5, the New Living Translation makes an interpretational choice that I really don't like. Now I know they don't care, but I don't like it. But it turns out to work pretty good in the end. See, Galatians 6.5 in the New Living says, For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Now, if you're looking at an NIV, a New International Version, it says, For each one should carry their own load. And the good old King James says, For every man shall bear his own burden. And the word that is translated, conduct, load, burden, in those various translations of verse 5, is portos. And it was used to describe a soldier's backpack. And so the the NIV really has the best idea. Each one should carry their own load, should carry their own backpack. See, there are burdens that we share, but there are also some burdens that we have to bear. And I've asked one of our veterans to help me illustrate this. Zach Ayers, come on up here. Zach is an Air Force veteran. He was uh, airborne in the Red Horse Squadron, is that right? did two tours. He uh, was eight months in Iraq, eight months in I- Afghanistan. And you know, I think we ought to appreciate a guy like that, don't you? <laughs> now, as you can see, just turn just slightly so they can see here, Zach. He's got a pack on his back, a regulation military pack on his back. I just want to ask him uh, a couple of questions about that. Um, how much, first of all, how much does it weigh? Uh, about 50 pounds. About 50 pounds. Okay. And, and, um, what what kind of things would be in there? Uh, you'd have your BDU's. You'd have uh, your extra socks. You'd have uh, you'd be carrying water, uh, food, MREs. Okay, so basically the supplies that, that you supplies. would need. And BDU's are. Uh, the one I'm wearing right okay. now. Okay. Battle dress. Because I thought you said BVDs and I didn't. <laughs> no. Okay. Might, have some of those. Might have some of those in there too. Huh? Okay, so so who packs that for you? I do. You pack it yourself. It's your responsibility to put the stuff in. Yes. Okay. And so when you're out on maneuvers, then who carries it? I do. You don't give it, there's not somebody designated to carry four or five of them? No. Do you carry that yourself? I carry it. Okay. All right. So when you're out, also when you're out there on maneuvers, uh, did you ever think about putting a couple of those big rocks that's out in the desert in there? No, I don't want anything extra in there. Why not? That's just too heavy. I don't want to carry it extra. Okay. So uh, what would happen if you said to your CO, um, I'm tired of carrying this backpack. I'm just going to lay it down and leave it right here. And No. Uh, we got children present that we really don't want to know. (laughs) Hey, thank you very much. Let's appreciate Zach again. Now, what's the difference? Because we've got two things going on here, right? We've got, in verse 2, we've got, you know, bear one another's burdens, share burdens with one another. And then in verse 5, it says, you know, each one should bear their own burden, bear their own load. Well, think about it like this. Let's say we're, we're on a hike through the mountains, and everybody's got their own backpack. And what if I said, you know what, I'm getting kind of tired. My, my shoulders are sore. I, I made this thing too heavy. Will you carry my backpack for me? Now, unless you're really gullible, <laughs> you're going to say, no way. I got my own backpack to carry. You know, you packed it. If it's too heavy, whose fault is it? it's your fault. You carry your backpack, I'll carry mine. So you're not expected to carry mine, I'm not expected to carry yours. But let's say a few hundred yards up the trail, we hear a rock slide. And as we run up there, we see that one of the hikers has fallen and a huge boulder has rolled over and pinned their leg. And he's, he's pushing as hard as he can, but that boulder isn't going anywhere. Now, you know what's going to happen? We're going to all gather around and using our combined strength, we're going to move that boulder off of his leg. Right? See, that boulder represents the kind of crushing weight that people find themselves under and we need to share that load. But the backpack represents our own responsibilities. I like the way the the message paraphrases Galatians 6-5. It says, Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. And here's where I come around and I, and I actually like what the NLT says. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. See, there are things that I can't do for you and you can't do for me. Um, you can't worship for me. And I can't worship for you. I, I can't receive Jesus Christ for you. You can't receive Christ for me. I can't pray for you. I can pray for you, right? I can pray for your needs. I can lift you up in prayer. But I can't pray for you like in your place. Like, uh, hey, uh, God, uh, Ron couldn't be here today, so I'm going to be praying in his behalf. And uh, so, Lord, bless my wife, Kathy, and my children. You know, That's not how it works, right? Can't do that. That's in your backpack. And even though some people don't realize it I can't serve the Lord for you. See some people get the idea that the church hires a pastor and then he's responsible for doing all the work of the ministry. Survey said ah. <laughs> nope. If that's what you think, you need to rethink that. Because you have a ministry that God has called you to do, and no one can do it for you. I can't do it. No one else. It's in your backpack. It's not in mine. It's not in anybody else's. It's in your backpack. Every one of us. So what's in your backpack? We find ourselves out on the trail of life, and we don't have what we need. Whose fault is it? Huh? It's ours. It's ours. We packed it. And, and we've got to carry our own backpack. The word for load in Galatians 6 5 is portos. We get our English word porter from that, but, but there are no porters, there are no, no bellboys. Willing to carry our load for us, carry our backpacks on the trail. And how about one more? We have to control what goes into our backpack because there will always be people who want to put things into your backpack. They'll want to put, um, uh, they'll want to put legalism. They'll want to put some law. They'll want to put some religion. They'll want to put a couple of bricks of condemnation in there. And if, if our backpack gets overpacked, we will stumble under that load. We've got to control We've got to dump the things that don't need to be there and only have the things in that backpack that need to be there. So there's... You know, the funny thing to me is somebody who never packed any food, never learned how to pack any food in their backpack will come up to their pastor and go, we're going to another church because we're not being fed. Well, of course you're not. You didn't pack any food. You never learned how to how to open up a can and use a spoon and get food up to your mouth. You're still a baby. <laughs> expecting somebody else to feed you. That's in your backpack. <laughs> okay. Let's go into something you might like a little better. If <laughs> you could have seen what I saw. Um <laughs> We're winding this down. There's one one more kind of burden I want to mention because because Jesus mentioned it. Here's here's the last one. Wearing a burden. Wearing a burden. That means taking on the yoke of Jesus. We looked at the scripture a couple of months ago in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, where Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. A couple months ago, we we talked about what that yoke was, that that heavy wooden piece and and leather harnesses that that fit over the head and the shoulders of the oxen, and and it kept them together. It kept them pulling together in the same direction. And And you know what? I admit, after having spent the summer talking about freedom, that it sounds strange for us to talk about wearing a yoke, putting on a heavy yoke with leather harnesses. But don't miss what Jesus said. Whose yoke is it? It's His yoke. And he's in there with us. And and, and let me ask you, if that's the case, if we're in the yoke with Jesus, where's the power coming from? It's coming from him, isn't it? Where's the direction coming from? It's coming from him. In fact, basically, we're just along for the ride. And we even get to rest. Man, that sounds good, doesn't it? To rest. In the early 1960s, there was a U.S. Senate subcommittee formed that sponsored a study. And they called in some of the best and brightest minds from American businesses and industries and and universities, a, a panel of experts, to research how advances in technology over the next 50 years would radically change how people would work. The experts predicted that instead of working 40 hours a week, American workers could expect to work an average of 22 hours a week by the 1980s, and that this amount would be reduced to 15 hours a week at the beginning of the 21st century. And the report said the greatest challenge for American workers would be figuring out what to do with all the leisure time they would have. I think they kind of missed that one a little bit, didn't they? Their burdens... That we can share with others. And there are burdens that we have to bear. They're our responsibility. But there are some burdens that are so heavy and so personal, the only thing we can do with them is give them to Jesus. It's the only thing we can do with them. But we hang on to our burdens. Some of us are, are willing to give our lives to Jesus, but we hang on to our burdens. And listen, we give up an awful lot just to be able to hold on to our burdens. We we will cling to our burdens at the cost of friendship and and marriages and jobs even. We will cling to our burdens and give up joy and peace and peace of mind and growth and maturity. We'll, We'll give up all of that just to be able to hold on to our burdens. Peter wrote this in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. Give them all to God. Casting our cares on the Lord is like putting a saddle on the horse before you ride it. You've never seen anybody get up on a horse and try to ride it while carrying the saddle up on their shoulders. How ridiculous would that be? But that's exactly what a lot of us are trying to do today with our burdens. We're trying to carry them ourselves instead of giving them to the Lord. Now, I don't know all your burdens, and you don't know mine. There are burdens, like we've said, there are burdens we need to share. There's some burdens that we need to bear. But we all have one burden in common. It's the heaviest burden that we'll ever carry. It's the burden of guilt we carry because... We're sinners because of our sin. And and that burden is so heavy that none of us will ever be able to bear it. In fact, there was only one who could bear that burden and he's already carried it all the way to the cross. Listen to these words, powerful words that were written about Jesus 700 years before he was born. It's found in Isaiah chapter 53, verses four through six. It was our weaknesses he carried It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sin. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. We've left God's path to follow our own. And yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. The only person who ever walked this planet who didn't carry a burden of guilt was Jesus. And yet on the cross, he carried the weight of my sin and yours. It was a weight we couldn't bear and we couldn't share. Only Jesus could carry. some burdens we share. I mean, we can look around at people who who, and see people in our neighborhoods where we work, where we go to school, even in our own homes who are like those Chinese bicycle riders. Will you offer to share their loads? And maybe you're the one. Maybe you're the one trying to maneuver that bicycle with a a ton of care on your back. When are you going to humble yourself and let someone help you? Let them share your burden. Each one of us is going to carry our life backpack out of here. And we've got to make sure that it's got the essentials in it. That that we're carrying uh, not a religion, but a relationship with God. And, and, And it's up to us to make sure that the only burden we're carrying is the easy, light burden of Jesus Christ. That's how we handle our burdens. And that's how, that's how we live in freedom. Bow your heads, please. Close your eyes.